Team, family, squadron. Do you feel it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Gavin Atkinson. Let that simmer. Golden Door winner, overall amazing human being, joins us on the landing pad today. I literally can't wait. I have a feeling tears will be shed. I have a feeling laughs will be shared. I have a feeling nuggets will be dropped, and I can't wait to get into it. As for right now, welcome out to yet another episode of the landing pad. That has been one of the best intros you've done. That's right. It that was requested. Was that was flowing. That That's was great. that was amazing. Gavin. Welcome to Landing Pad, my guy. How are you doing? <laughs> We're doing great. I'm excited to be here. Gavin. I've been uh, excited this whole, this whole week, it's, I it's, guess, yeah, just the last couple of days. As soon as you hit the golden yeah. door, dude, you knew it was coming. Oh, you yeah. You knew it was coming. I think that was one of the biggest goals, dude. I was like, I'm getting on a podcast. <laughs> That's right. Dude, I, I love it. Gavin, you are here. Gavin, I think the people need to know, though, because Gavin, you are not a familiar face of the grit. Your oh. first year at, at the grit, not a rookie, almost, almost, <laughs> and we'll get into that. Where are you from, Gavin, Mary? <clears throat> wh- wh- give us a little bit of your background. Yeah, little background from, was born and raised in Hurricane. Mm-hmm. Um, went to Hurricane High School, um, went on a mission uh, after high school, came back, married my- where'd you, where'd you go? Yeah, I went to Fort Worth, Texas. Love that. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, learned a lot. I always tell people that I was uh, I was raised in Hurricane, but I I grew up in Texas. Yeah, so, that's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, <clears throat> came home, got married to my high school sweetheart, and here mm. we are. You know, four years later. Um, you know, I I wasn't always in like door to door. I um, you know, came home, came up for my mission, did like a month of door to door. How old are you right now? Twenty four. Okay. Yeah, came up for my mission, did a month of uh, month of door to door. And then uh, it's time to get married. And then I went into construction, just like any old good boy in Southern Utah. Would yep, do. yep. Working yeah. on those roads. That's right. <laughs> so I went into construction, did that for just about four years. Decided I was tired of working for someone else's dreams and I was ready to work for my own. Mm. Um, you know, quit quit, quit the job and, and here we are, you know, seven months without a job and trying to figure out my dreams and who I was. Grew a little bit and here we are, dude. Oh, I love here that. We are. That's amazing. Kevin and Ethan, I think we need to do a better job of this. I love the idea of like finding out like what were people doing before? Normally they're like super young though. So I guess not a lot of people have like backgrounds or like jobs. You've had a big boy job. Yeah. You had a big boy job. You were in construction. Yeah. Right. And it's like a lot of people think that like they'll, they'll do door to door and they're like, dude, I'm just going to get a job where I can just go make like 80, 90 grand a year. Dude, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's not worth it. It's like, <laughs> that's what I was making before this, you know, I'm like, how much were you making in construction on a yeah, year? About, about 80, that? 90. Yeah. And it's just just golden handcuffs. I always say it, but, dude, they're just the golden handcuffs. They slap them on you, and it's hard to break them off. They yeah. make it just hard enough to not do it. But, dude, for anyone, it's just like bet on yourself and see what comes from it. Like dude. literally bet, bet on yourself. So, again, we wanted to give an idea uh, or let the people know who's sitting at the table. So we're pulling up your stats. So, yeah, 2019, 
one month of good old gen marketing. Yeah. Dude, the dish. Good old dish. I think you and Skylar Griffin are the only two at the grit that did dish. Uh, or he did caliber. Crawford did it too. Oh. And his uh, dog. So that's now a dying thing. I don't know if anybody. I think actually some people still do it, surprisingly enough. I think Blazard came from there too. Did he? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. So it's a few scragglers. So, so it turns out it's actually the feeder for all of our best guys. <laughs> yeah. So, so you did. You were there for a month, sold 50 accounts, then went on your construction hiatus, uh, discovered what you wanted. We can dive into that. And then this year, year one with the grit, which is almost enough to call you a rookie. Not quite, right? $652,000 in revenue, sold 510 accounts. Dude, I want to unpack. There are so many people, I think, listening to the landing pad that were in your shoes, right? That were like, I know this is not what I'm meant to do. You were not meant to be a construction worker your whole life. Some people are, and some people love it, and some people love that lifestyle. It sounds like that wasn't your dream. Dude, walk us through the the thought process of quitting that job and taking a bet on yourself. Yeah, um, so the job that I came from, I was actually like building roll cages for side-by-sides. It started out just like a side hustle, and then he ended up having me, you know, manage, manage the whole shop. You know, I had like, um, I had salary performance base, whatever, but I've always been like super driven, you know, by like, I can earn whatever I can earn, you know, depending on like my performance, you know, I, the sky's the limit. And at a certain point when you're in construction or in a shop, there's a limit, there's a ceiling on all shops, you know, I feel like, and, uh, you know, it's just realizing that, um, from a young age, I feel like, you know, a lot of events like led up in my life to, to me, just wanting to do more, be more, um, and just knew that I was like destined for greatness. Um, and it was just figuring out like when to go attack that greatness, like when it was going to come. And at some point, like it probably would never come if it was like, you know, didn't make the decision to just quit and like chase my own dreams, quit putting all my energy into someone else's and, you know, if I can put that much energy into someone else's dreams, you know, 10 hours a day, you know, if I, I really, what I thought was like, dude, if I put 10 hours a day, you know, into my own dreams, where am I going to be? Where am I going to be in a year? And here we are. And, and how did you get into, okay. So you made that decision. Like, this is not what I I'm destined for greatness, dude. How did that, how did you pivot then into door to door? Yeah, great question. So, um, started like an excavation company, you know, tried to like roll with that. Um, ended up doing like the best. And then for the last like three years, I'd see Bennett at the gym and I talked to Ben. I'd be like, dude, how was the summer? I knew who, I, I went, to, I went to school with Adam and then Bennett, obviously being his older brother, you can just tell. And I'm a people person. I'll talk to anybody, Yeah, yeah. you know, ask him how the summer. Well, last summer I like asked him, he has his fresh tattoo on you know, and just talking about tattoos, like I did golden door and this is about January last year. He's like, dude, just like, just meet with me. Um, you know, he said he was kind of like the person comes to like, dude, I got ants, you know, I got ants, sign me up. And then at the end they're like, nah, don't sign me up. I'm good. (laughs) You know? Um, but yeah, then just like from Bennett at the gym, you know, uh, it was like, dude, just take a zoom meeting with me for like 15 minutes. Didn't want to make him feel bad or feel awkward lifting with them. The gym, like, all right. And then he's like, all right, dude, I'll see you on Thursday. All right, dude, I'll see you next Tuesday. All right, dude, we want to meet in person. So, dude, he's just putting the he's, – he's a good salesman, man. But laying those tie downs. And then, uh, yeah, 
trained with him, still was unsure. Kept telling me trees like my best, uh, my best option tell wasn't. And then I feel like Parker sealed the deal. He came down to the St. George office, um, immediately bonded with him. Um, yeah, maybe bonded with Parker. Uh, it was something that was meant to happen for sure. I don't think I've ever shared tears with like someone like on a on a first date. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was Parker. Um, but it was just from there, like the grit and it, it, for me it was God sent. It yeah. really was. It like caught it was the vision. It was what you needed at that yeah. time. Yeah. So flash forward, you get out there, you're sold, you sh- you share the tears, you're out there knocking. Talk us through expectations. You had knocked Jen. It had been a couple of years, different industry, totally different landscape. Walk us through what you're thinking your first handful of weeks and, and some of the doubts that maybe you did or didn't face uh, in those first handful of weeks getting acclimated. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I feel like a lot of it kind of came in that same meeting with Parker um, to getting me acclimated. He's like, dude, ask me any question. I was like, tell me exactly what, what like the day-to-day life on the doors and off the doors looks like for like a top rep. Tell me exactly what that looks like. And he did. And he was just like, all right, dude, copy and paste. It was just like copy and paste. Um, expectation. I didn't know. My wife stayed home and worked because it was like, we don't know how this is going to go. But I felt like I didn't have like an option to not be great. And I never gave myself the option to, you know, just be good. It was always to just be great. I couldn't have both. You know, it was either I chose greatness or I choose to just be good. And I feel like I chose like the greatness, um, you know, as far as that goes. And I just like plugged into the grit, but expectation wise, um, bageled my first day bageled with the smile. Mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh dude, we just got the jitters out. You know, first week it was like, then I sold two, then three, then it was four, then six. And it was that six day on like on the first week I actually called Parker and I told him I'm going to do golden door. So just in that, in that first week. And he believed in me before, before I ever did, he told me in that first meeting down in the St. George office that I was going to do a golden door, um, and be one of the top sophomores. And I was, you know, I didn't believe it at the time, but his belief, it, it rubbed off on me. So what was it? So that it was that first <clears throat> week, that first six day, right. Yeah. That you're like, I'm going to do a golden door. Did you ever look back? Did you ever, were there moments where you're like, no, no, no. Like, I don't know why I said that. Never. Really? Never. So I, on my screensaver before that, Parker had me put like 400K on there in my goal. I think he wanted to be 650 the whole time, but said 400K. That night I changed it to 650. I didn't look back. I held on and I was like, dude, I just did, I think they were like all premiums or something. So it was, dude, it was like 7K or something like that. I was like, I just held on to that. If I can do 7K, like that's not a fluke. I'm just going to hold on to that and I'm going to do it again and I'm going to replicate it. And if I can do it, like if I can do 7K in my first week, why can I do like 7K, you know, once a day for a hundred days? Didn't end up that way. No, no, never does. It took a little longer, you know, than a hundred days. But uh, no, that was like the belief going forward and it was never looking back. And then I just put it out publicly. I put it on my, I put it in my chats you know, I told them add me to the Golden Door chat. Everything it was like I I was buying into the goal. I just put it out there and I was I put my back against the wall and wasn't, uh, yeah, wasn't backing down until the job was well, done. I still remember. Right, I got out there. It must have been July, June, July when I came out and visited, and I, I didn't meet you at this point. I remember I sat down with you. I don't know what you were out in the summer yet. It must have probably been like two hundred. You were you were you were doing one one eighty. I think I don't even think you were. At, it was like two fifty. Right there. Yeah, yeah. In, the, in the middle. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to do a Golden Door. And I, th- I remember it being, yeah, like July or, and I was just like, 
like, all right, bro. Like, like, but you said it, you, I, what I, what I vividly remember you saying it with was so much conviction that I was like, it's two We're in July. Mm, like he's going to be out here a while, but it never in my mind was I like, no, no, I, I just don't think he can do it though. Like, cause you said it like, oh, I'm going to do a golden door this year. I was like, all right, like, all right, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. And where does that you wanting to be great come from? Um, I mean, there's a lot of things like as far as like spirituality and stuff like that, like it's just something I felt like, you know, uh, want to be different. I don't want to, I want to run the rat race, I guess. I just want to, I want to be great. Um, I've always been like competitive. Most people call it cocky or or arrogant, but I call it competitive. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But, uh, no, I think where I really come from, I went to like a goal setting retreat um, it was just a weekend, um, in February, kind of when I was in the middle of deciding if I want to like sell the grid or not and, uh, or sell it all even. It was, it was the grid or nothing for me. Um, I, I felt like I could see like the culture Same. and whatever, but it was grit. It was grit or nothing. And, uh, but anyways, went to that and, uh, it was like, dude, they basically like compared. It's like, dude, so-and-so, if so-and-so can do this, if so-and-so can go make like X amount of dollars, like you're no different than them. It's basically like what's in between the ears. And I feel like that was like the biggest like paradigm shift for me where it's like, dude, I can just break ceilings. Like I can force paradigm shifts. Like I can, I can force these things and I can just break ceilings and I can be great. Like no one's stopping me. Like I get to make the decision in between my ears and like what I tell myself I am, I get to make that decision and I made the decision and I'm going to continue to make the decision to like be great. Yeah, no. So we can wrap it up. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> we, we, we can wrap it up right there, I suppose. I I couldn't echo it more. I, I, I want to get a better understanding, Gavin. Like most people, at least I feel like want to be. Yeah. And they try to be. What do you think prepared you or led you for the four years that you were doing construction? Because you made the point like you always believed that that was in you and it was just a matter of when to attack it what was happening in your life or like in your inner conflict, what's going through your head in those months leading up to Bennett at the gym and having your meetings with Parker? What is that process of like finally feeling like you were ready to take that next step into greatness? Because I feel like a lot of people want to do that, but they want to know like, what does it feel like? What does it look like preparing to be great? Yeah. Um, it's a great question. The plan always was well for a little bit. Um, Basically, my wife was going to go to school. We couldn't afford to like have her go to school and me go to school. Someone had to make money, right? So she graduated, you know, six months before before that. And it was like, okay, you know, I could kind of see it. We bought a house, kind of got in like a position where we wanted to be to where I was like, okay, like now I can find out who I am, you know, whether it's going to school. And the initial thing was like, now I can just like quit a job. I can quit my job and I can focus on me. And dude, it was just like going through the trenches with myself. I feel like that like led up to it, but obviously like a lot of things were planned, but the honestly, like the jump was, I guess, um, I just want to put energy into myself. I was tired of putting so much energy into like other people's dreams. Like I can't reiterate enough, but it was just like, it was more liberating than anything. And the whole time me and my wife are like, don't have a lot of money. I started the summer with like no money. I had enough money to basically like drive out there. And I think to fly my wife back <laughs> and then it was like waiting for her next paycheck. It really was, yeah. you know, or mine. 
which didn't, you know, we, for the first couple of weeks. Yeah, for the first couple of weeks. And it's like, all right. And then, uh, yeah, but like that time, we're just like, it's all going to be worth it. Every morning, it was like, this is hard, but it's all going to be worth it. It's hard, it's all going to be worth it. It, it wasn't easy. It wasn't like I just quit and it was just like, it was easy and like made the decision, you know, by any means. But like, you know, they have sayings like sacrifices bring forth the blessings of heaven. Dude, that's in any part of our lives. Any yeah. sacrifice you make is going to bring forth blessings. Um, you know, uh, make you a little more prosperous. Well, as you start to, as you start to make those and that, uh, I think that's what I was willing to do. It sucked. It wasn't fun, Yeah, but we're here and it will continue to climb. And, and we just sat down with Brannick, right? And he hit his golden door, October 27th. What was your, what was the date? All right. Golden door rep. When, what's the date you hit it? The spookiest day of the whole year, <laughs> Friday, the 13th. Of October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a spooky day. <laughs> I still remember we were at Corn Bellies, right? And this is what I want to get into next. Was at Corn Bellies for our, of course, we're back. Everyone's back. It's the Grit Corn Bellies retreat. And and Parker's like, Gavin just hit it. And he's like, watch this. I guarantee Gavin's just going to be hysterically crying. It's going to be like, this has been so big for Gavin. And so when he calls you and you are just a mess, right? You are just a mess. Dude, Gavin, October 13th. Mind you, that now it's a six-month summer. I love when we had Sam Taggart on. Sam Taggart is the one that has said it better than anybody. A golden door, does it doesn't matter when you hit it. It is the feat of hitting a golden When people, like, knock people, well, yeah, but it took him six months. It's like, okay, you go knock for six months. Like, what, what's your longest summer? Oh, three and a half months and you did 300K? I'll take the golden door that took him six months. 100 out of 100 times is the feat of hitting the golden door. But, dude, Gavin, I want you to talk about, dude, what did it mean for you? I guess, why were you so emotional at that moment when you hit that, when you hit that final, you know, that final sale? Yeah, man, take me back to that night. <laughs> yeah. I just remember everyone saying, just, like, let yourself, like, feel all the emotions. Um, <clears throat> like I said, like, there's so many sacrifices, you know, for me to be out there. And there's so much that, like, like it was scary. It wasn't easy for me. Um but I think just finally, like, all this weight just came off. I don't think I slept for, like, the last two weeks. I knocked 20 days straight, um, you know, to finish it. Don't feel like I slept at all. And then, like, dude, just this weight just got lifted off. And just, like, such a big accomplishment. And knowing, like, that moment, like, changed the rest of my life. Like, that moment this summer, you know, being part of the grit has changed my whole life. Um, but... Yeah, it was just a lot, and I wasn't willing to quit. You speak to me of why you feel like it changed the rest of your life, not just your, right, you're going to make two, three, hundred grand, whatever it is at the end of the yeah. day. Dude, what, besides the money, how did it change the rest of your life? I know now that I can hit big goals. Like, I can, I can take a lofty goal, and I can hit it. It doesn't matter if it's, like, in my fitness, if it's, you know, selling a million next year, if it's whatever else it may be. Like, I know I can hit it now. I know I can do hard things. You know, I know I can hit big goals. And for me, like, that was the most important thing. I'd always talk to my wife on the phone. If I hit this goal, I'm going to be able to hit so many other goals in my life because this is the first time that I've just, like, I've bought 100% into something, into a goal, and I will do whatever it takes to hit it. You know, and we have those conversations all the time. Um, but, yeah, I just... I, I can do so I can do so much more. The vision of what I can do is so much greater than it once was. And next year it's gonna be even bigger. 
That is such an exciting thing. Yeah. Like that is just so exciting. It just your entire perspective on life has entirely changed. I imagine it being someone who is colorblind, seeing colors for the first time. Yeah. That's truly what it feels like when people start to tap into call it the the grit sauce when really all it is is like when people start to tap into their like natural greatness. It's special. So that's exciting. What excites you? Like what excites you about the opportunity going forward? What excites you about summers moving forward? What excites you not just about the golden door and all of the obvious and immediate benefits from it, but what excites you about the position that you're in now and, and looking forward? I think what I'm most excited about, like I've always like wanted to figure out a way to impact like more people. And I love that's like one of the grits, like I feel like it's like one of the mission statements. Yeah, it, it is. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and I'm excited that, <clears throat> you know, I, I get to impact more people's lives, whether it be through like recruiting, whether it be being like a leader. Um, I feel like I was like, I chose to lead this year and I think that's what made me better. You know, I just, I just chose to take like initiative with things like that and it made, it made me better. And I'm just excited, you know, to like, not like lead more people. Cause I wouldn't say like, like I desire to like be a leader or anything, but I desire to like influence other people and just like, I'm excited to bring the same self belief that Parker and Bennett brought into me at the beginning of the summer. Yeah, this down the bones. That's what I'm most excited to do. I'm most excited to literally bring that same belief that they had in me, give that same belief to other people. And dude, I I, I could feel it when you were on the phone with Parker. I think Parker's like tearing up too. Dude, speak to the the character of the leadership at the grit, right? Like, how has that impacted your life? That's a great question, and um, I think like the biggest thing with the leadership here, um, and I'll tell us anyone. Not only is like the leadership like elite here and like everyone has these big goals. Everyone chases these big goals. Everyone sells elitely. But the fact that like me, no one knows what I did previous summers, you know, gen marketing four years ago <laughs> and to have so much belief in me that I tell them to do golden door and they all buy in with me. And I believe that for any person that comes to the grit, you know, if, if you put your mind to it and you're willing to, and these leaders can like tell you're hungry you know, and you're actually hungry, like, dude, the leaders just make you better. I, and they, they believed in me. It's the first time that I felt like I've just had like this big group of people just supporting me. And like when there's sometimes like, I didn't feel like I believed in myself, you know, and then there's Parker and Bennett, you know, and they wouldn't let that happen because they believed in me so much that it'd reinstill belief in me. Yeah, I love that, dude. If you find people that, uh, that are actually in your corner, even when it gets tough, even when it's August and you're at 450K and they're just like, well, you still got a long, oh, <laughs> yeah. like those are the people that you for sure want in your corner. And again, I want you to speak to, so your wife, your wife wasn't out there with you. No. She out there at, how often did you see her in the summer? She come up for about four days, once a month. And then it was, it was really special um, for me. She got to be with me for the last two weeks while I finished the goal. Um, like, like, and what, what I want to hear about that, right? So many people, like some people can do that. Some people can't do that. Right. And, but regardless if you can, or you can't, it is a sacrifice. How were you able to navigate the wife stays home doing what she needs to do at home? I'm, I'm assuming. And then you doing what you need to do, you know, when you were in Baltimore. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if I was always the best at it. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely tried. I wrote down my goals every day in a little notebook so I write down 650K. Um, I want to be 
a more present husband was one of them as well. I want to be a more present husband, which is really hard because we basically had an hour to FaceTime in the mornings and we had about two hours at night that we could FaceTime. Um, so it was like trying to spend like the most amount of time with that and like quality time, but navigating it, I think like she was so supportive of me and I think for like any wife's out there, if you support like your husband and his goals, just like watch miracles happen. Cause sometimes that's life like that's like all we need. And she just believed in me the whole summer and she was like on my team, whether like it, it was hard, but she was still on my team the whole time. She knew that no matter what, I was gonna get a golden door. Um, she never gave me permission to not to not do a golden door. And but navigating that, like the biggest thing was just we both knew what it was gonna amount to and you know the blessings that were going to come from it. But it was just trying to be as present a husband as I could be, whether some nights, you know, I was dead tired, you know, or some I had energy. It was just, it was just trying to be as present as I could. I could have been better, but you know, that was, that's obviously, you know, it's part of it. The question that I would ask, uh, and then Garth can ask the, the, the final question. The question that I would ask is outside of like the immediate financial stuff and outside of now, you know, that you can hit big goals. I think this idea of that Caleb brought up of like, you become a million dollar rep as a human and then you go and do it. You become a golden door human being and then you go and do it. I guess I would ask you, Gavin, what did you learn about yourself or what trait or quality or characteristic do you feel is significantly more there now versus six, seven months ago before you started embarking on this huge goal? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I feel like the biggest quality that changed in me was definitely just like determination um, and believing in myself, just self-belief. I feel like, like I always knew and I, I and honestly, like taking it back, like that's probably where like a lot of, a lot of me, like being able to take that chance to step away, um, you know, from, from a nine to five job or whatever, do like just the self-belief um, in myself just changed so much. I don't feel like I, I always knew I was destined for greatness, but never believed in myself. Um, you know, but now it's like, now I believe in myself and that's what, that's what changed more is just like the self-belief and then it's like, you know, um, or being confident. Like I wasn't that confident, you know, I kind of feel like those go together, but it's like, now it's like, now that I'm more confident, I have more self-belief. Now I can go do like bigger, better things. But as I start continuing to become a better human, you know, start to become, you know, a million dollar human or whatever the next goal may be. But it's like, that's, that's what I get to focus on. But now I have more confidence and more self-belief that I can go do that. And I'm going to crush my, you know, my next goals. And then that self-confidence, that belief just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. What's crazy about that, right? I think so many people, the first golden door is so lofty and scary, right? But the amount of confidence, like with the guys that we sit down with East, that they're just like, yep, next year, I think it's going to make a million bucks. Like, I don't see that fear in their eyes anymore, right? Because you're just like, you're like, all oh, right, I, I did an extremely hard goal. Like, what's a little more, right? Like, I, I, I've already done it. I've already done the hardest thing I've ever done up until this point. How much harder could an extra couple hundred K be? That's like, worst case, that's a couple more months. I mean, for you, I mean, that'd be like Christmas time. <laughs> but getting better and getting better, you're just committed to it. And you're just, you have that swagger about you that you're like, oh, I've already done something really hard. Why can't I do something harder, right? Ending on this, Gavin, what is, and this is a question we ask everybody, what does the word grit mean to Gavin? Yeah, I love that. Um, I feel like the word like 
grit means to me. I'm not sure if you guys have ever watched like True Grit. Or sure you've had to have. Or you know, all I can ever think of when I think of that movie is, you know, like when he stabs the horse to like keep running faster. And dude, I feel like that's like <laughs> I feel like that's like what grit is, dude. Like when you can push yourself to like new limits and then, you know, be able to take the knife in the side and go faster and like chase like you know, like reach new, new heights with that. Like I feel like that's like really what grit is though, is just pushing until like and pushing until you feel like you can't. And then you just push even harder. Once you get to that feeling, it's just like, you just push harder. And I feel like that's, you know, that's what grit means to me. And there's many like instances during the summer, whether it's like, you know, a tough day or, or whatever obstacle came up where you feel like you can't run any further. And then it's like, you just put your heels in the ground and you just grind and you, you, you go do it. Just give more. Yeah, you just give it more. Give it more than you ever thought was possible. Yeah, unreal. Gavin, thank you so much, dude. I, I think having you on, it's it's just such different perspectives. And you were a little older getting started. You went a little longer. You were married. Your wife. Like, I love your experience because I think that your experience is so individual. And I think that you're in the position that so many people are in looking. Dude, they're tired of being good. They want to be great. They're tired of building somebody else's dream. They want to build their own. And I think if you want to work with or have questions for Gavin, I'm sure. What's your Instagram handle? At Gavin J. Atkinson. There is DM him. I'm sure that if you're in that spot in your life where you feel like you're in a rut and you want to take a risk, who better to take a risk with than somebody that did it and has seen such massive fruits from doing it. So, Gavin, we love you. Thank you so much for being on, my guy. Thank you. My hero. Yes. Gavin Atkinson, thanks for being on the landing pad. I love you, brother. For this episode, we out.